And now, another timely and powerful message from Pastor Emmanuel Williams and Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee. The Bible tells us here in Psalms 8 verse 2, out of the mouths of babes and sucklings has God ordained strength. Praise, the praise of prayer is strength. Hmm? that God might steal the enemy and the avenger. The importance of the prayer of praise, glory be to God, is that the Lord Jesus Christ, through the praying, the prayer of praise, may steal the enemy and the Avenger. I think Jesus quoted that same text in Matthew chapter 21 verse 16. If you will turn quickly to Matthew chapter 21 verse 16. I think Jesus was making his triumphal entry into Jerusalem and the, the inhabitants began saying, Hosanna! Hosanna! Matthew chapter 21 verse 16 please. Yes, Matthew chapter... Hosanna! And they said to Jesus... Why don't you stop them? Aren't you hearing what they're saying? And Jesus said, Jesus quoted Psalms 8 verse 2. Amen. He referenced the Old Testament. He said, haven't you heard? It is written, haven't you heard? That it is written that God has ordained strength. In the mouths of babes and sucklings, sucklings he has perfected praise. In the mouth of whom? Babes and, and so God is telling us if a praise in God, if praise in God does so much in the mouth of a baby, let alone the mouth of a mature Christian. Are you getting what I'm saying? The importance of the prayer of praise. God calls it strength perfection. Perfected praise is strength. And God said that is what steals the enemy and the avenger. Not our knowledge. Not our motivational speeches. But it's the prayer of praising God. It's so important since this particular topic, as I said, has opened up my eyes tremendously. You know, the story is told of George Mueller. I'm not sure if you, you all know anything about George Mueller. Um, he's a well-known English evangelist who owned many orphanages and schools. And he was universally known as a man of prayer. Every day he would pray for hours about many things. This man took God at his word and on the basis of praying alone, he established orphanages and schools that saved over 10,000 children from the horrors of poverty. You know, there's a well-known testimony of the power of prayer that has been told for generations about George Mueller. I'm not sure if you know it. I don't have time to tell the entire story, but here is the Reader's Digest version. Uh, one morning, uh, the story is told, one morning about, about 8 a.m., Mr. Mueller was told that the orphanage has no food. Uh, and upon being told, so he went to his closet and came out thereafter and said, there will be food at 9 a.m. He was told so about 8 after 8 in the morning, and he said, there will be food at 9 a.m. And so everybody got ready to be fed at that time. As usual, the necessary preparations were made about 8.45 a.m. Everyone was seated at the table with all the necessary utensils for eating, except that there was no food at 8.45. George Mueller is told at 8 a.m. there is no food. He went to pray, came out. He said at 9 a.m. there will be food. 8.45, no food. Everybody seated. 8.55, no food. <laughs> 858 no food he has a word from the lord you see he went in his closet <laughs> and got a word from the lord that's what the prayer of praise does 
Glory be to Jesus. A way was made in prayer. 859, no food. Now, you know, between 859 and 9, there's got to be 60 seconds. <laughs> 859 to 9, no food. You know, between 9 and 901, there's 60 seconds. About 9 minutes, about 9 a.m. and 9, 9 a.m. and 30 seconds after 9. Not 901. Still within the 9 a.m. range. There was, a, door, there was a, knock, a knock on the door. Two men appeared. Two 18-wheelers full of food. I don't have time to tell the entire story, but what happened was, for some reason, they could not get to their destination and had to give away all the food they had on the 18-wheeler. And they came and said, can anybody do with two trucks full of food? And George Mueller said, you're in the right place. Amen. What a blessing. George Mueller had a word from the Lord when he went to labor in prayer. And brothers and sisters, you hear me very carefully. We come here every Wednesday evening. And of course, on Sunday mornings, some people come at 8, 8.30 to labor in prayer. Do not be weary in well-doings. says in Galatians chapter 6 verse 9, Do not be weary in well-doings, for you will reap in due season if you faint not. Are you with me, saints? We must never forget that. For some way, some way, somehow, we Christians forget what the Bible says. We cannot be weary. Hebrews, I'll get there in a while, tells us you get weary in your mind. That's why we are told, looking unto whom? Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. You look unto Jesus. You don't look at people. You don't look at who's there, who's not there. That's none of your business. That's not your department. Your department is to be there. Labor. Honestly. Pray honestly. That's what Christians do. That's how Christians fight. The Bible says in Ephesians 6.12 that we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. I'll get into it a little deeper. But we forget that we are at war. And so many of us don't show up for the war. Whether or not you show up brothers and sisters, we are still at war. You're just losing. That's all it is. But the devil is not letting up. He's not backing down. His aim is to pin you down like a wrestler. The aim, of, the aim of wrestling is to immobilize your opponent. You pin him or her down to the point where they become immobilized. So you can get the victory. That's the imagery given to us. That's why when comes, it comes to prayer meeting, there is always a tiredness. Isn't that so? Is it me or only me? Is it <laughs> a tiredness? It's like a fight, and it's. I, I, I know for me, I can say that, but I know what's happening in the background. I know what's going on. Paul told Timothy, he, he said, he said, join me as a good soldier. He said, no man that warreth entangleth himself in the affairs of this life. He said, join me, Tim Tim, as a good soldier. And I'm asking you, let's, let's join together and be good soldiers. When I'm coming up here in the house of the Lord, I'm coming to fight the good fight of faith. Because there is need to lay hold on eternal life. Every time we come, every Wednesday we come here, we're getting one step closer towards eternal life in its completion. One step closer. Are you with me, saints? One step closer as a body. We need to get there as a body. Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 26, if you can turn there quickly. Paul said, I therefore so run. And every time Paul talks about praying, it is amazing and seeking God. He uses either an athlete who's exercising for a, a 25 mile race. Or he uses a soldier in training. Or he uses an athlete 
who's a boxer every time he uses prayer he uses these analogies because praying is really fighting if you're not praying you're not fighting if you're not praying you've been pinned down on your back oh glory be to jesus are you getting what i'm saying saints so paul said he said to the saints in corinth first corinthians chapter 9 verse 26 he said i therefore so run he said i'm not running as somebody who's uncertain what he's saying when i step in the house of the lord to come to pray i'm not coming because i'm not certain what's going on i know what's going on <laughs> oh glory be to jesus he said when i collect time on my schedule to pray i know what's going on he continues he said so fight i not as one that beateth the ear let me give you a different uh, explanation fitz rick i think it's reinecker wrote uh, what is called a linguistic key to the greek new testament and he translates this phrase this particular phrase this way he said instead of well king james has it uh, king james has it as i therefore so run not as uncertain uncertainly so fight i not as one that beateth the ear but this is what uh, mr uh, reinecker says he said it reads this way i do not run as one who has no fixed and certain goal paul is saying when i come to pray i have a fixed and have a certain goal i know i am coming i need to lay hold on eternal life i'm not just coming wasting my time in other words he says when he says like a boxer that's beating the air he said i'm not just throwing wild punches he said i have got a knockout punch yeah yeah I, I have a knockout punch yeah that's what he's saying is either the devil knocked me out or i knock him out he said i'm not just throwing punches no 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 i know what i'm about i know what's happening i got to lay hold on eternal life there is life that i cannot risk missing in christendom and he said the only way we can do that is to fight a good fight of faith lord i give you praise hallelujah are you getting what i'm saying and so paul is saying the more i fight the good fight of faith the more i box as a boxer is the more i lay hold on eternal life and we know last week we said according to john 17 3 eternal life is what what we said in the life is it is knowing the only true god and jesus christ whom he sent eternal life is knowing in john chapter 17 verse 3 brothers and sisters and i have to say it again this is my last installment on that particular area but i need you to understand this right here the bible's definition of eternal life is not our definition of eternal life you know i found out that the bible is the best commentator on itself now i thank god for the commentators that are out there but the bible commentates it explains itself if you just read a little further you'll get to know what the bible is saying so scripture tells us in john chapter 17 verse 3 what is eternal life eternal life and this is eternal life it's right here a definition that they might notice the might you, you know you notice the might here not everybody's going to get that might those who come those who come show up to fight the good fight those who come to box like a boxer yeah, those who train like an athlete <laughs> oh glory it's, it's not for everybody some people are satisfied where they are they, they need no miracles they need no sign they need no wonders are you with me saints everything is okay with them the little they have they're okay with it praise god but some people want to see the power of god manifested in their lives some people want to experience mark chapters 15 verse 16 jesus said in my name <laughs> Ooh, glory be to jesus he said in my name there are some things you can do in my name some people are after that glory be to god so according to john 17 3 eternal life is knowing 
the only true God. In understanding the definition of this eternal Now this is the Bible's definition of eternal life. Some people might think eternal life is living forever. It involves that too. But if the goal was to live forever, as I said on Sunday, if the goal was for you to live forever, as soon as you get saved, God would take you to heaven. Like he took Elijah, are you with me? <laughs> but the goal is not for you to go to heaven right away. You are the... Ch oh, glory be. I get what I'm saying. Yeah. We got to represent Jesus here. Jesus wants us to continue where he left off. Ah, yeah. oh, glory be to God. You miss a good place to say amen. Yeah. Let me say that in English. <laughs> Jesus wants us to continue where he left off. That's why John chapter 14 verse 12 says, Verily, verily, I say to you, He that believeth on me, the works... <laughs> Woo! the works that I do Lord I'm, shall shall ye do and greater greater works than this oh glory be to Jesus and you get what I'm saying that's why the Bible tells us in Psalms 8 verse 2 God has ordained the prayer of praise in the mouths of the Lord, I give you babes and sucklings. God has perfected praise. God has given believers the prayer of praise to steal the enemy, shut the devil down, and steal the avenger. Ah. Glory be to Jesus. Oh, Lord, I give you praise. Ah, I feel the presence of God. You know, this particular sermon series has really changed my life radically. As I said initially, it has impressed on me further the need and, re and not only impressed, but give me a, a different aspect or get me, let, let me get refocused on the need for effectual and fervent praying. Not just any praying, effectual and fervent praying. I'm strategic in my delivery. That's why it's important to learn to pray the word of God. I heard you praying the word of God. God is my help. Psalms 42. A very present help in time of trouble. Hey. Can it, it, this is a powerful prayer. Glory be to God. Letting the world know God is my refuge and strength. A very present help in time of trouble. <laughs> ah, Glory be to Jesus. Do we have time to look at it quickly? Do just just a quick look, just a quick pick. Can you say a quick pick? A quick pick. It's a good prayer, a good psalm to pray. I pray it as ever often. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. I'm driving. God is my refuge and strength, a very present help in time of trouble. And I think it says, though the mountains be. Hallelujah. That's a good prayer to pray. Though the mountains be removed, it's talking about things that should be settled in your life. And there seems to be unsettling. Huh? Are you with me? Glory be to Jesus. That's what it's talking about. Mountains are things that should be settled in your life. But they are not settled. When they seem to be breaking forth and falling apart, God is still your refuge and your strength. When your health, Psalms 46, sorry, Psalms 46. Thank you for the correction, not Psalms 42. I'm so sorry. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, we bless your name. Hallelujah. Amen. He's our refuge and strength. A very present help in time of what? Trouble. Since are we in a time of trouble now? It appears we are. Glory be to Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory be to Jesus. Hallelujah. But we got God. We got God. Hallelujah. We've got God. Hallelujah. Therefore will I not fear Though the earth be removed And though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea Though the waters therefore roar and be troubled Though the mountains be shaken And the swell in the earth Seal them and stop and think about that He said there is a river Can somebody say the Holy Ghost There is a river the streams whereof shall make glad the city of God. Anybody living in the city of God? Lord, I give the praise. Let's jump over. I, you know, I cannot read. I got some stuff to cover. But verse 10 says, verse 10 says, be still and know 
that I am God. I'll be exalted among the heathen. I'll be exalted in the earth. Listen, the Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. My, 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 my. I got something to shout about. Hallelujah. Woo. Oh God, we thank you. We thank you. We bless your name. Oh my God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Woo. Isn't that a blessing? Pray the word. Pray the word. God has one obligation and that's to his word. Not to my sins, but to his word. Are you with me since? One obligation to his word. So when we Christians get together and learn, and learn to pray the word, we'll move heaven and earth. Glory be to Jesus and back, and, and back up hell. Hell has to back up. Oh, glory be to Jesus. So like I was saying, <laughs> Ooh, Lord. The word know here in John 17, 3. This is life eternal that they may know thee, the only true God and Jesus. To understand what this means, this definition given to us here in John 17, 3, we must have a good understanding of the word know. Know. Mm -hmm. Let's go over to another scripture in an attempt to understand fully what the word no means. Can you go to Genesis chapter 4 verse 1? Genesis chapter 4 verse 1. Amen. It reads here, And Adam knew Eve his wife, and she conceived, and bare Cain, and said, I have gotten a man from the Lord. You see the word new here. The English word new here is being used here, is new here in this particular text. Genesis 4, 1, chapter 4, verse 1, is referring to intimacy of sexual relations. Are you with me, brothers and sisters? We are in church, but we got to break it down. Amen? So it's not just a casual, no. You hear folks saying, I know the Lord. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. On what level? To the Western mind, knowing only denotes information and intellectual knowledge. Some of us know God intellectually. Praise the Lord. <laughs> but to the Eastern mind, the Bible, knowing is experiential. Adam knew Eve in an intimate, experiential way. Eternal life is knowing God in this intimate and personal an experiential way that's what eternal life is and brothers and sisters so so as we come here to pray as we come here to fight the good faith we begin to get closer to god we begin to lay hold on eternal life we begin to fight the good fight of faith and as we do so we become more like jesus we become more like god and that's when we begin to access the power we need to be able to lay hold on eternal life. That is what Paul was telling Timothy. And that's what God is telling us as a church. We need to access that power we need. How many of you would agree in this world you need some power? Amen. Some people only understand the power. That's why sometimes God had to use miracles to go in places and break fallow grounds and so people can say, truly he's the Lord. Because they saw a miracle. You know, one of my distant spiritual mentors said this to me. He said, he's in ministry, he and his wife. They said, at a certain time in ministry, it felt like the ministry was like pushing a huge boulder up a hill. He said, they felt so for years he said they would come to pray and it's like it was a burden it was it was just pushing through here yeah, they would come to pray and they would break through and over eight years nine years ten years but after years of remaining faithful in fighting the good fight of faith 
He said, now it feels like we've cleared the hill. And now <laughs> the boulder is on the other side of the mountain. He said, we have to run to keep up with the ministry. He said, it's exploding now opportunities and favor on every side why because they have fought the good fight of faith glory be to Jesus. you get what i'm saying there comes a time brother you're going to clear the top of the hill there comes a time when you will be done processing and when you're done processing oh glory be to jesus you see it's in the processing you get the power that's what praying is about. It's processing. And he said, Emmanuel, we have to catch up with the ministry. He said, opportunities. He said, I have to, I have to say no to some opportunities. We are trying now to keep up with the ministry. And you get know what I'm saying, saints? Sometimes it's that way. Sometimes it's that way. It is that way when you begin, when you start. But I tell you, you hang in there. Amen. You hang in there. Glory be to Jesus. Because God is faithful. He's faithful. So when the Apostle Paul told Timothy to fight the good fight of faith, 1 Timothy 6, 6 12, thank you for our text. One of our we know the word fight. <laughs> we established from <laughs> Colossians chapter 4, verse 12, that fight means to labor in prayer. Isn't that so? First Timothy, fight the good fight of faith. Fight the first word fight here means according to Colossians chapter 4, verse 12. A brother was doing that. Epaphras. Amen. He was laboring earnestly and he was praying a prayer. Can you just go to that text so I can show you? Pray that prayer every day for yourself. I pray that prayer every day for our family and for the body of Christ and especially for those of you who are imitators of God ministries. Colossians chapter 4 verse 12. You need to see that prayer. Very powerful prayer. Short but to the point. Very impactful prayer. Amen. It says here Epaphras who is one of you a servant of Christ saluteth you always. Here it comes. Laboring fervently. That phrase means fight. Amen. For you how is he doing it? in prayers and this is what he's praying that you may stand perfect and complete in all the will of god that's my prayer for every member of iogm every day we pray that you may stand perfect and complete in all the will of god you are not going out before you live out your destiny glory be to god hallelujah hallelujah glory be to god man there are some powerful prayers in the word of god Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Woo, glory be to Jesus. That word prayer, that word fight here. Um agonizomai. Agonizomai. We 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 got our word agony. Mm, we said that. We get our word agony from that word. And we said who was in agony praying? Jesus at Gethsemane. Agony praying. So much so that his prayer, his sweat became like drops of blood now that struggle and praying that's what i call a fight can i share this with you quickly you know the reason why we don't win in life the reason we don't win in life is because we don't win on our knees first did you know where jesus won calvary on his knees in Gethsemane that's where he run that's where he won Calvary you remember when he came three times he said he said brothers can you help me pray he went to stone throw Peter was snoring we have the recording <laughs> I'm just joking <laughs> he went and he three times the third time the bible said he went the third time and an angel appeared to strengthen him lord that's what happened in praying in fighting that's what happens when you pin the devil down that's why ephesians 6 12 says we wrestle not against flesh and blood he had to wrestle and pin the devil down to the ground win calvary in the spirit now that's where the real war is in the spirit Mm, glory be to Jesus. 
And when he, he did, he got, when he came to them the third time, he was strengthened by the angel. He won. He felt that release. You will feel a release. Yes, you will. A release. He came and said, all right, gentlemen, it's okay. You can all get up for coffee. He said, it's all right. Take your rest now. I don't need your help. I broke through. <laughs> I broke through. Take your rest. It's going to be all right. I got help that you will never know about. God, I give you praise. Are you getting what I'm saying, saints? They're important. And we went on to look not only at Jesus, but at Elijah. We said Elijah was an example of what passionate fighting praise. You remember we said that? James chapter 5, verse 16 and from 16, it says, um, Elias, verse 17, Elijah was a man subjected to like passion as we are, and he prayed how? Earnestly. You see the word earnestly keep coming up? It's fighting that it might not rain, and it rained not on the earth for the space of three and a half years. And, uh, and verse 18 says, and he prayed again, and the heavens gave rain, and the earth brought forth her fruit. You remember we said that? And then we went to First Kings chapter 6 to show how Elijah prayed. And we said, not because you have a word from God, it's going to be easy. Amen? Sometimes you got to fight to get that word manifest. Are you getting what I'm saying? Not because you have a promise from God, it's going to be easy peasy, lemon squeezy. No, 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 no. No, no, not with these demons that's on earth. They're going to fight you because what they want you to do is get discouraged. They want you to back down. Are you with me? That's what they want to do. That's why we got Galatians chapter 6 verse 9. What does it say? These are scripture verses you need to memorize. It says what? Galatians 6, we said it. Be not weary in well doings for in due season. Since there is a due season. There is a due season, brothers and sisters. That's not often spoken about. But there is a due season. God won't leave you hanging. Anyhow, let me say that again. God will not what? He won't leave you hanging. Let us not be wearing well-doing. For in due season, we shall reap if we faint not. So the way we keep from not being weary is by not fainting. Is by doing what? Not fainting, but keep on praying. Keep on fighting. Agonizomai. Agonizomai. I'm going to agonize. I'm going to fight the good fight. Because I need to lay hold on, on eternal life. There are some good things out there waiting for me. I mean, let me tell you, brothers and sisters, when you step into... I, I, I've spoken with some men of God who said to me, when they step into what the Bible called eternal life, all the stress in their life disappeared. Because they were now walking in the will of God. There is a stress that comes on you just by not walking in the will of God. I'm not talking about life stress. It's just a stress. I know I should be doing more. I know I'm supposed to do that. Are you with me? It is just a stress. But when you agonize, oh my. <laughs> and you get the breakthrough. Let's jump to Hebrews 12, 3 quickly. Let me show you what, where you faint, so you have to guard where you faint. Hebrews 12, 3. Didn't I tell you the Bible is the best commentary on itself? Didn't I tell you that? Let's see where you faint. For consider him that endured such what? Contradiction of sinners against him. Lest you be weary and faint in your what? In your minds. Anytime you think of fainting, you think of what Jesus went through. <laughs> I get what I'm saying. When you think of giving up, when you think of saying, I don't think I can make it tonight. Yes, you can. Think of Jesus. And you'll break through. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. I think that's where uh, they got it uh, four years ago. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. <laughs> you can break through. Just think of what Jesus, just thinking of Jesus. Think of what he endured, the affliction, the contradiction. And the Bible says if you do that, you'll not be worried in your mind. It's in your mind you get worried. That's where the problem is in your mind. We keep looking at the wrong things. Amen? Seeing the wrong things. That's what I'm to Elijah. That's what I'm to Elijah. That's why Elijah gave up. 
Elijah powerful just called fire from heaven called down fire mm? and then butchered all the false prophets 850 who served at Jezebel's table and Jezebel heard and Jezebel said tell Elijah I'm coming for him tell Elijah just like he gutted these prophets I am coming to get him and the Bible say Elijah saw it and took off see it he took a thought he took his mind and he saw Jezebel gutted him <laughs> in his mind you gotta be careful he saw it with his mind and then he fainted and he took off running that's where you get where in your mind he took off running and god met elijah on on the juniper tree crying think about it though such a powerful man of god mm, brothers and sisters i'm saying it could happen to anybody it, it could happen to any you just we have to be we have to know the scripture that's why i thank god for this new covenant amen are you getting what i'm saying some people said well i prefer you know i would want to walk with jesus and and so no i want revelation of jesus you can walk with jesus all day you saw it 12 men walk with jesus all day one man got a revelation he went to the wilderness with five books he came out with 13 paul the apostle he didn't walk with jesus physically but he had revelation knowledge that none of the apostles had even if they walk with Jesus physically, it's not walking with Jesus physically. It's getting revelation knowledge after you agonizomai. That's why you take a hold of Jesus and don't let go. In praying, pray the word. <laughs> George Mueller knew about that. That evangelist, amen. He knew about praying. Well known for praying the power of prayer and somebody asked me pastor last week when i spoke about elijah i said well elijah did what he want he did because he had a word from the lord and somebody said you know brothers and sisters you know and if very healthy questions very healthy questions but it would seem that sometimes we read the old testament and we see these prophets and because they spoke and things happen and they don't tell us that god told them to we just think that they did it on their own but any prophet in the old testament who prophesied and it came to pass is because god told them whether or not it is written god told them because god only honors his word are you getting what i'm saying we have prophets so-called nowadays and prophetesses who wants to who wants to presume that they own god and they come out and speak and god has to back them up you must be kidding me you don't come out and speak because you've because you have 10, 15,000 congregation, or because you have a building worth 25, 60, 25 to 60 million, God doesn't care about that. God honors His word. And if you say, Thus save the Lord, it better be, Thus save the Lord. Because some of us are going to hold you accountable for what you say. If I don't hear from the Lord, you better believe I'm preaching the word, saying nothing about, Thus save the Lord. <laughs> I'm not trying to impress nobody. I am done impressing. I used to though, I will tell you. But I am done impressing. As you begin to agonize your mind. And you get closer to Jesus. As you get closer to Jesus, humans fade in your mind. They are no longer that important. Oh, you respect them because God has given humans authority. Are you with me? I get what I'm saying. You respect them, but brother, you begin to value, value only God. Are you getting what I'm saying, saints? Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, God, I give you praise. I said I came to discuss, but here I go again. I, you know, ooh, but I, I just need to show you this right here. Because, because saints, it's important for us to see that these men and women they spoke because God told them to speak so the person said pastor you know where did is it written that God told Elijah because they thought Elijah just 
said that on his own. He, therefore, Elijah said, call the prophets of Baal. Bring them up to Mount Carmel. And then we'll get a showdown. No, no, Elijah didn't presume that. This is what Elijah said. Let, let's go to it. Let me show you what Elijah said. God told him. Before I have to think. Can you go to first, first Kings 18, 36? First Kings 18. Now, I'm breaking right into after Elijah told them to pour water on the sacrifice three times before fire came down from heaven this is what he said and it came to pass at the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice that Elijah the prophet came near and said Lord God of Abraham Isaac and of Israel Isaac right and of Israel let it be known this day that you are God in Israel and that I am your servant and that I have done all these things at thy word there it is he said i did it because you told me to and these things he's talking about is referring to all the miracles he did so in first Kings 17 let us look at some of these things he said he did according to god's word first Kings chapter 17 verse 1 let's look at that let's see what elijah did in verse first Kings 17 and elijah the tishbite who was of the inhabitants of gilead said unto ahab as the lord god of israel Liveth before whom I served, there shall not be dew nor rain these years, but according to my he called God's word his word. Isn't that wonderful? Oh, when God's when God gave it to you, it's yours. Don't be ashamed with it. Peter told that's the very same thing Peter said in Acts chapter 3. Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I I got a word from God. <laughs> it is God's word, but when God gives it to me, it is mine. And I'm not bashful with it. I'm bringing it out. So Elijah is telling us here. Hear what he's telling us. Elijah is saying, look, you know, and how I wish, how I wish that those brothers and sisters who love prophecy and who wants to get into prophecy, I wish they learn from these prophets and ensure that when they have a word it's really from god we don't no 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 we, we do not we believe in prophecy the bible says do not do what do not despise prophecy but when prophecy come it has to base it has to be based on what god said and not on what you want because we have the bible to prove you wrong or right well well So Elijah said, I was not acting on my word. I did not say what I wanted God to do, but rather I did what God said. Let me say that again. I did not say what I wanted God to do, but rather I did what God said. And how I wish many of us would get that. You do only what God says, because God has a responsibility to his word, not to your word. Amen? A responsibility only to his word. I'm talking too fast because I see I got a lot and I got only five minutes. <laughs> but since all the examples that we need is in the Bible, all the examples, right here, Eli just said, I did what I did according to God's word. Everything I did, I did it according to God's word. God told me to. I'm not stepping out of authority. I am under authority. And that is why you and I, as I said earlier on, and I'm going to say some things, and I'm going to balance what I say. Is that all right? Let me say that again. I'm going to say some things, and I'm going to balance what I say, because we need to have a balance. Some of us don't have a balance. That is why it is good to keep your eyes on God, not on a man or a woman. You get what I'm saying? God uses men and women but it's good to keep your eye on god not on a man or a woman and we know god uses individuals now what does that mean does that mean you disrespect authority no no that doesn't mean you behave like korah dathan and abiron because what's going to happen if you do that the earth is going to open I swallow you up and not only that if you look at what happened after the earth swallowed and opened them up fire came down from heaven and burned every 250 
and we have a lot of, we have a lot of that going on in the church we have we have descendants of Korah they are still around look at them carefully because when you make statements like that they just run with it and say well let's just look at God forget about men no brothers and sisters the Bible says that the elders that <laughs> let the elders the spiritual leaders that's what the Bible says Paul told Timothy in 1st Timothy 5 17 let the elders and Timothy himself was the bishop of Ephesus he told him let the elders that rule well be counted worthy of double honor especially they who labor in the word and doctrine especially those who what here comes the word again labor labor those who agonizomai my God I give you praise to find out the heart of God so they can communicate the truth of God to his people because we are all standing on the shoulders of Christian giants anyhow let me move on here one last one to balance it off Luke 16 12 yes because when you say things like that you have to balance it off amen when you say don't look at Elijah he's just a man of like passion yes he is but God has used men are you with me saints Luke 16 12 the last one to balance it off and it and if you have not been faithful in that which is another man's if you're looking for promotion and you've in the in the kingdom of God now you can go out and start your own no problem but if you are within a body and you're looking for the Bible says this right here <laughs> isn't that amazing it didn't even say God but we know it's God's amen if you're not in that which is another man's who shall give you that which is yours isn't it is how clear can the Bible be I just thought I would balance it off a bit I just thought I would balance it off I've, heard some, I've been in church for how many years over 40 years I've heard a lot of stuff <laughs> and the more I read the Bible I get so scared when I hear some people speak scared because it's it's contrary it's contradictory to scripture amen brothers and sisters I said that I cannot tell you and share with you everything the Lord showed me on this particular series but I tell you we got gold whenever we come in whenever we have decided to come in the house of the Lord to pray it is a big thing for God it is a big deal on the natural it doesn't seem that way but brothers and sisters the Bible says God has ordained praise the prayer of praise in the mouth of babes and sucklings to shut the devil down thank you Jesus thank you Lord hallelujah since I hope we never forget the la these last few weeks these last few weeks it really changed my life really changed my life really give me a different perspective glory be to Jesus do you have the exhibit I sent to you let's close with the exhibit let's close with the exhibit quickly this is what I want to show you in 1st Corinthians chapter 9 verse 26 Paul referred to praying as an athlete preparing for a boxing match it's right here I fight not as one that beateth the ear in first Timothy chapter 6 verse 12 Paul refers to praying as a runner preparing for a race and lastly in Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12 Paul refers to praying as an athlete preparing for a wrestling match for we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principality and powers and that's how powerful and important praying is it's like wrestling with the devil you remember what Jacob did you remember Jacob that night he wrestled that's what we're talking about Jacob pinned that individual down that's what we do when you come here every Tuesdays at six o'clock not Tuesday sorry Wednesday evenings at six we are pinning down the devil and his efforts we are putting him down we are immobilizing him I want you to keep this in your mind these are powerful imageries of praying the importance of prayer so anytime you're coming here oh I got to pin somebody down <laughs> I got to lay hold on eternal life because if I don't show up he's showing up and he might pin me down father we thank you for your word we give you praise we give you glory we give you honor oh hallelujah can you lift your hands and just thank the Lord for the word of God 
for his word his encouraging word thank you lord god hallelujah glory be to jesus hallelujah god we thank you and we praise you we glorify your name we magnify your name hallelujah oh we are not left without help we've got praying hallelujah hallelujah glory be to jesus thank you lord thank you for the prayer of praise thank you for the tool of praying lord god hallelujah glory be to jesus thank you lord that death and life is in my mouth thank you lord you honor your word when it comes from my mouth i bless your name tonight hallelujah oh we glorify your name jesus we magnify your name hallelujah glory be to jesus god's word is still good his word is still good yeah god we thank you we bless you tonight we give you all the glory all the praise all the honor you know if you're watching tonight and you're not saved tonight is a good night to get saved glory be to jesus the reason why maybe sometimes you feel so harassed and so overwhelmed is because you need to learn how to agonize my need to pray but all your praying without god is useless and so tonight i'm going to offer you to move from darkness to the kingdom of god pray this prayer with me if you're not saved say heavenly father i thank you for sending jesus to take away my sins tonight i accept him as my lord and savior thank you jesus for accepting me in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you did so, send us a note at iogmtally at gmail.com. iogmtally at gmail.com. Amen. We'll send you some information and encourage you. Isn't God a wonderful God? Please take time to meditate on the word and let it sink into your heart and soul and mind today. Knowing that the Christian who meditates on the word will be like a tree planted by the water, bringing forth fruit in its season and prospering in all that he does. But what if you aren't a Christian today? What if you don't know if you're bound for heaven as a forgiven child of God? If that's you, then let's take care of it right now if you're ready. Do you believe that Jesus died for your sins? Are you ready to be forgiven of your sins and washed clean and made new? Are you ready to begin your new life in Christ? Then turn to God right now and say, Lord, I love you. I need you. I repent of my sins. Lord, please forgive me and wash me clean. I receive your forgiveness right now as I put my faith in Jesus as my Savior. God, please lead me and teach me and show me how to live from now on. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And if you're looking for a good church family, you'll be welcomed with open arms at Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee, located at 4750 Capital Circle Southeast near Tram Road. Sunday school begins for all ages at 10 a.m. and the morning service begins at 11. And the Wednesday evening service begins at 7. This is a life-giving, multicultural, multi-generational church where people of all races, backgrounds, and walks of life come together to worship, to be inspired in their love for God, to develop relationships, and to be empowered to live out God's purpose for their lives. Find more information on their website, imitatorsofgodministries.com, or call the church, 850-408-8496.